What's up, everybody? Sean here with another live live to roll. Uh, sorry about the little bit of delay. We were having some technical difficulties, but glad to be here with you guys. Uh, today we're talking some bladder management. We have an awesome guest joining us. Um, so yeah, we'll get into some intros. Let Rebecca introduce herself as well in a second. And um, yeah, I'm Sean. Sean Fluke, a C5, C6 quadriplegic from a snowboarding accident. Coming up on my 20-year anniversary here pretty soon. Um, um, I am Tom Conaway, C6B quadriplegic, uh, coming at you from Southern California. Uh, been paralyzed the last 26 years. Um, and Bobby, take it away. Yeah, I'm Bobby Rohan, C5C6 quadriplegic, 35, almost 35 years, and living here in Southern California, Huntington Beach. Rebecca, I got to spend some time with you for the last few couple months now with a couple of sporting events, hand cycling. So, Rebecca, glad you were able to make it with us. Take it away. Introduce yourself, please. Thank you very much. I'm Rebecca Valenzuela, and I'm 24 years old. I am injured from my T7, but um, sorry, a little nervous, but excited to be here. Uh, I am looking forward to learning and speaking about catheter uterization. And I have been using catheters for about a year and a half because that's how long I've been injured for. Coming up on a year and seven months on the 8th of next month. So I'm still a little baby in this injury, but happy to uh, that's have cool. No, that is. That's... Thank you. Um, I think it's a really beneficial perspective um, as someone who's like kind of going through it, you know, like getting over this like rehab hump of like, you know, a year and some change. Like um, it's, I think a really cool, unique perspective. Um, I've had the pleasure of hanging out with you a couple of times too at some local triumph events and stuff. And you seem to be a really amazing example of someone who's taking their rehab very seriously and is, you know, moving and grooving and shaking with their recovery. Um, and that's awesome. So we are super excited to have you on to uh, talk and share your perspective with all of that too. Um, and especially, like you said, in regards to catheterization, um, you know, we talk about it a lot, have talked about it a bunch, but um, bladder bowel stuff is probably like one of the biggest obstacles and hills to climb in terms of rehabilitating and figuring out a healthy routine, a healthy system to manage all that, um, to avoid UTIs and to stay independent and functional. Um, so we're going to dive into it. Is there any particular order you want to do this, Sean? Um, no, I mean, we can kind of follow... Yeah, the kind of the outline that Rebecca <laughs> uh, gave and kind of go through some of those because we, we've done our own kind of, you know, sharing and stuff what we have. But if anybody does have questions in the chat, let us know. Um, but yeah, we can uh, I think, go through the different. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, yeah, no, it's just what you said. Go through the different ones. I was going to say, like, maybe we could just start by talking about the different methods that we all use, um, because I think uh, you... Uh, and Bobby do it similarly in terms of like super pubic. So we can like both benefit from the different perspectives of you guys doing that. I catheterize also in a unique, unique way. Uh, I do intermittent catheterization, but I have what's called a Mitrofenov. Uh It's a urostomy. It's like a port in my abdomen that was surgically put in place. So I don't catheterize through my urethra. I catheterize this through this port in my abdomen. 
Um, and Rebecca, you catheterize intermittently? Yes, I use two types of intermittent catheters and I actually have one that I use over the toilet. It's like this big pocket size and I have a bag uh -huh. size um, that's like this big, very small. And it holds up to, I think, 800 milliliters of like yeah, urine, uh, and just like a quick over the toilet, go, let's go in public and then we're out. Uh, how's your experience it. been um, learning how to catheterize? Uh, have you found a system that works for you? Have you struggled with UTIs at all? Um, uh, yes, I actually have. Um, unfortunately, when I was first injured, I did struggle with UTIs literally every two weeks. So I, they would give wow. me medicine, I would be fine for a week, and then boom, it would hit me again. Um, yeah. I didn't know I actually had a uh, kidney infection and it kept causing me to get UTIs because I wasn't, I was going to the bathroom on time, but also because I was out of the hospital, I was very confident in myself that I would wake up to my alarms at one or two or three in the morning when I did have to go. And sometimes I would sleep through it. And um, my body expels after I think holding 800 milliliters, just, I just can't hold anymore. So I just go. And um, I'll still have some inside of me and I have to sell cath after, but it's just, I constantly was just fighting the battle of, oh, I'm going to wake up on time. I have to stay on my schedule and then not knowing if I was going to sleep through <laughs> the night. Dominic in the chat. It's going to be on Bobby's show. I know. It was a constant. Um, just, it was um, a constant at the hospital, being so woken up, being getting the help, and then just going to home and then having just to be on my own, be on a schedule, create it, and then keep it constant. But now I'm a year and six months in, and I can say, Accidents aren't that frequent, but I still have them, awesome. and and it's it's a learning progress. But I actually am very happy that I got to be a part of this journey, and a part to show and show my experience, and maybe be able to help others with learning how to use catheters, or even learning how to be patient with yourself when at times you feel like you just want to jam it in there because you have to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, that's really awesome. And uh, we're um, stoked to have your perspective. So you catheterize during the night? Yes. I um, go every four hours. That includes so 1 a.m. My schedule's um, usually around, I'll go 7 in the morning. I will go at 9, around 1 p.m., and then around 4, and then uh, 8. 10, two in the morning, yeah. and then five. Do you have so sensation when you have to go? Is that why you keep like such regular schedule? Like, do you know when you have um, a full bladder? Or like, you keep the regularity so you avoid accidents and that's just it? I keep the regularity so I avoid accidents just because there's times where I do drink too much water and I didn't realize I'm just thirsty. I get thirsty during winter. I like chewing on ice and I like just yeah. always constantly having something to drink just because I don't feel like I drink enough because I'm always trying to stay constantly warm or just doing the extra of just, okay, I'm not going to drink water for right now. And then I'll drink it later and then forgetting to do it because I just don't feel thirsty. Yeah. And then my bladder fills up really quick. <laughs> I was going to ask, so if you're doing it on the schedule, 
Um, have you tested to see if you can feel when you get the full or like to push it or it just right now, it's just easier to keep your schedule. Um, I can feel, I know when to push it. Um, my body, I have learned that I think it was maybe three months into my injury. I started noticing a pulsation in my feet, like a pulse, like a doom, doom. It was funny. And I started realizing that's when my body tells me I need to go to the bathroom. And I have exactly five minutes to go or else I'm going to have an accident. That's and still funny. to this I, day, I can, I still have that same pulse to let me know, Hey, you need to go to the bathroom. And it's really neat to learn your body after an injury. And when it tries to tell you, Hey, I need to go number one. Hey, I need to go number two, or I'm uncomfortable and you need to fix me. So it's pretty cool yeah. to learn little techniques that your body is able to give to you in ways and forms that we didn't understand, or we didn't have the acknowledgement before yeah well it's just interesting to like learn that there's still kind of a language that you i think we lost your audio tom yeah i was gonna i didn't know if that was on mine or <laughs> you start you got a little bit roboty uh and then it disappeared um so all right so let me ask you a quick question you said you do two types one with the bag and then one over the toilet why the difference um, convenience for me personally, um, I just like, I like to not have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom. I like to have mm -hmm. just a bag that I could just, it, if I don't, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to show it real quick. Um, no, no, it's a Hollister yeah. bag. It's a mini one. Yeah. It's a pocket size portable one. It's very convenient for me because I can go out. If I need to go in the car, say I have an emergency and I'm like, oh, I need to go now in my, like I'm with family in the car. Um, sometimes I'll just throw a blanket over me and I'm able to go in the car. And then um, the portable ones, like over the, the toilet ones, I mean, that I like to use, there's two sizes. Um, I actually started switching to a smaller size just because it was more convenient. And I just felt like I wasn't super close to the toilet seats um which, which is these two they're by coloplast uh the other one is by hollister and um i just like these a lot hollister also has another brand that i am a fan of but i just i stopped getting them because i just found coloplast to be just a little bit easier for me but um it's really yeah, everybody has yeah those ones do look um, really convenient to at least have yeah, they are. And I like, sometimes there's times where I can go over the toilet or like I go to events and with Triumph and we go to parks, the toilets are metal seated and I, I feel like I'm just going to fall right into the seat. So there's times where I'm, I'm capable of using my little Hollister pocket plus bag over my seat. And it's just helpful for me because I don't have to transfer. I don't have to feel like I'm in a just have to be on a toilet that's really hard but also hollister has these infinite chick ones i'm trying to get it in the picture wrong side yeah right. the other way okay yeah mm -hmm. and these are really pretty they are i just feel more feminine like like just they're actually they say more modern feminine and discreet i just feel like when you go to the bathroom you don't really want to be leaving a trail of what you use i guess <laughs> And these are just more discreet. They don't look like anything that you would use for self-catheterization, per se. I like 
I've gone out to bars and stuff, and like when you go into certain places, they like check your bag to make sure you're not bringing in any, any like alcohol or whatever. And I've had like or fished like for my wallet and like pull out my catheters and stuff. And it, sometimes it is like awkward, like you know, it's like a clear bag with the tube, and it's like you know, very obvious. Like it's cool that they have something you know discreet that's maybe not like super obvious or like super out of place. Like it just you know like looks like a feminine hygiene product or you know just something kind of like non-suspect. So that is cool, and that's like a big part of like inclusivity and like feeling kind of like equal and like included in like society and everything so the fact Most that definitely. something like that exists is really really cool um, yes and i can actually i have a small little baggie that i carry around it's probably like this big and i am able to carry all of my bathroom necessities in there and i just love the fact that they're pocket size like everything is on the go literally and i don't have yeah. to fish for things or like pull out big things or have to have a big backpack on me to just, just carry my personal hygiene um so I let guess. me ask you the the big question so you used to and and you said you maybe i missed it which one do you prefer i know you said or you prefer both they're just different situations correct I prefer both, just different situations. But if I were to only use one, I would use the Hollister Vass Pro Pocket because it's everything in one, <laughs> literally. Yeah. So insurance, a big question. So you got two different types. Usually insurance are finicky even about yeah. just you're getting one type, let alone two types. So tell us about how you're receiving two types of catheters are you just finding some on the street or what, what's your deal? Um, I actually have IEHP direct, which is regular California insurance. It's and Inland Empire health, um, something, and what is it? A health plan. Um, and they actually, oh, yeah. from everything I've heard from out in this area, they, they, they are the best and are pretty much approve everything. They're amazing. For a yes. medical Medicare. Staff. And I get two types of catheters too. I get straight calves and I get self catheter kits, um, and my uh, it just comes down to my doctor writing like the specific uh, authorization for um, however many straight calves and however many self calves. And the reason being is I do some uh, catheter procedure like with my caregivers here um, on the days they're here. I do a bladder irrigation. Um, I it's difficult to use like this enclosed self-cath system because the catheters inside the bag and everything so i get like a box of straight catheters um to do that you know however many times i need to you know during the week as well um and it just really at least for me came down to my doctor writing the right prescription for the specific types of catheters that i needed but i had no issue with my insurance either i do have like blue shield of california which is like private um, but like I said, generally, I think if you can get your doctor to write and request the right stuff to your DME, it's not too much of an issue. And our sponsor mm -hmm. of today's episode, urology professionals can definitely give you some more information and more details in that regard. Um, they are an awesome company that has supported live to roll for a couple of years now. Um, and they are a national company. So anywhere in the US, if you find yourself in need of urological supplies, information in regards to things we're talking about, you know, just especially like dealing with insurance and uh, what you have a right to, 
uh, as someone who requires catheter supplies. They have really awesome trained professionals that uh, are super kind and passionate about giving you that kind of information and helping you navigate the process. So give them a call if you're struggling. There you go. Thanks for throwing in the sponsors uh, in the middle. Okay. <laughs> I like it, Tom. To uh, tag on to that sponsor real quick, I actually have urology professionals. So awesome. they're awesome. Oh, they're the ones who hooked me up. The um, yeah, see, I was going to say, it took me a while to find a good catheter company. I have gone probably through three and they are my third and final one that I'm going to be choosing from now on because they provide me with everything I need and extra. And when I mean extra, I mean all the love and all the extra, just we got you, we support you and we understand what you're going through. Yeah. It's just really amazing for them to just, they really do put all their heart and all their love into helping. So go urology professionals. And if you need anything, go to them. <laughs> well, thank you for that testimonial. We do appreciate it because it's important. Just like you said, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've been kind of like overwhelmed and frustrated, you know, like making phone calls and navigating this stuff. And it really was like a world of difference when you're talking to someone that, you know, shows some empathy and some understanding, uh, you know, in regards to the situation. Um, do you take anything yeah. to help manage your bladder stuff? Do you take any medication? I was like, yeah, uh, I, I wanted to ask. I used to take Ditropan, which is like an anti-bladder spasticity drug. Do you take anything like that, Rebecca? I do not take any any medicine for my bladder. Actually, um, I just I just go with catheters. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Not everyone's required. Um, sometimes, and this is like true for I think women more commonly that don't even have disabilities is you know, bladder spasticity or muscle weakness that can lead to incontinence. And that can be true for anybody. Um, I took Distropan for a number of years when I was intermittent cathing, because that's what I did for the first like 12, 13 years of my injury it was like intermittent cathing, just like you. Um, and it did help manage my leaking and incontinence, I think to a certain degree. But mm -hmm. once I started, once I got my surgery and changed up my cathing, I didn't need it anymore. At least my doctor told me I could stop taking it and see how I felt. And I never needed to go back. Uh, do you guys take anything, Bobby or Sean? So I do. I take both Ditropan, which is angry card mentioned oxybutin. That's the generic. Uh, but Ditropan, I do take a Ditropan XL, which is a slow release one that's 15 milligrams. And I believe that's the highest FDA recommended dose in uh, the U.S. you could take. And I also take 50 milligrams of Meribetric, um, which is another drug family that also does the bladder spasms because I do have a lot high spasticity and I will get some bladder spasms to cause me to leak a little bit if I don't take anything. Um, and the other option is I have tried the Botox twice, but I had really um, bad results with the Botox. It just affected me in other ways that I didn't like. So that's why I choose to take both of those drugs to try to balance out my, my bladder spasticity. Why, why with the, uh, super pubic, why, uh, why'd you try the, uh, the back or the, um, the injections, Botox? My urologist recommended it because when I do get my catheter changed, cause I have the super pubic catheter, uh, just like you, Bobby, but like when I get that changed, I get a change every three weeks. And for the first 24 hours, I would typically have 
ton of bladder spasms no matter what I was taking drug-wise. I could take double the oxybutyl, whatever. Um, I would still get bladder spasms and pee and leak out. Like, depending on how bad the spasms were, it could be like 10% is leaking. Sometimes it was like 60, 70% was not making it through the bag. Like I was just peeing it out. Um, and so we tried the Botox, which did was effective for stopping the, the uh, spasticity. But to the point where I actually had to go to the ER one time when my catheter tube clogged and then neither one would release. Like it wouldn't, the, the catheter was blocked up and then the, the Botox in the bladder kept me from release, my bladder spasming to release. And uh, I got extremely dysreflexic and had to have them catheterize me because I didn't have like intermittent caths at the house that I could just use and try to do it on my own or anything. So, um, and fine. just to also give a little context to all of this, uh, Bobby and Sean both use a super pubic catheter. So that's like the other, I'd say like main option alternative to intermittent cathing is having it a, a super, super, supra pubic. It's S U P R A P U B I C. It's not super, supra. Um, and basically that is an indwelling catheter that stays in place. Um, it goes through your skin, right above, right in your pubic area, right through your skin into your bladder. It's a very small tube. Um, it's a procedure that you get. Um, their catheter does require changing. Um, I think the frequency is different for everybody, but yeah. somewhere between like two weeks and a month. And, um, it is another way that many quadriplegics and some pairs uh, manage their bladder. Um, it does not require regular catheterization. It requires you to just empty your bag. So it can be very beneficial in regards to um, rediscovering your independence, um, you know, like or enabling independence for somebody. Um, Self-cathing can be difficult, especially as a quad with limited fine motor control. Um, whereas the mechanisms to empty a leg bag and stuff, I know many, many quads that do so very effectively. Um, and it does provide a lot of freedom and independence for them, but I don't have that. So I'm going to toss it over to Bobby and Sean. Maybe you guys could just speak a little bit more to your experience with super pubic catheters and uh, maybe some of the pitfalls and benefits. Yeah. So for me, I'll, I'll, Bobby was actually the one that kind of like guided me because being my mentor in the hospital when I was at, in rehab and stuff, he just explained like how it worked for him. And to me, that sounded great because it offered more independence because I don't have any finger function and I do get really spastic when I have to pee. Like when my bladder starts to fill, my hands will clench tightly into fists. I'll get abdominal spasms and I can't hold it for very long. Like once it's there, it's there. Like I, it's, it's going to go. Yeah. Um, so, and then for me, um, they have, they make a Eurocare is the leg bags that we use. That's also Bobby kind of rec recommended and showed me. And they have a quick release valve that's easy for quads to use. You can put a ring, a big loop on it. And it made it easy enough for me to be able to go empty my bag whenever I needed. I didn't have to require any help or care during the day for that kind of stuff. And it just allowed a lot more freedom for me. Um, and, um, and like, you don't have to cat at night, right? You can just hook up right so to a bigger night bag. So you can just straighten yeah. into a bigger bag and bam. Yeah, so that's what I, I do is I use a leg bag that the quick release leg bag that's it kind of sits on your thigh um, for right now for when I'm in the day. And then when I'm getting ready for bed, I do switch that to a bedside drainage bag. Um, 
And there are different ways you can do that. I know some people don't like to disconnect the catheter um, because of bacteria things. For me, I've always, I've had, I have had UTIs over the years, but um, I don't, nothing that's been crazy bad. I've always been able to get on top of it if I do get one. Um, but the other option is some, they have bags that can attach to the end of your leg bag so that you don't actually disconnect from the catheter ever. Your leg bag stays on all the time and then you just add the additional reservoir on um, with the leg, with like a, using a, a bigger bag that you can connect to the end. So there are other options if you, don't, if you can't change it. And that was one of the things that also took me a while to figure out. I can use needle nose locking pliers if I, when I need to clamp the catheter and then that allows me to keep it closed without leaking and then I have something easier for my hands to hold on to with the catheter tube. So. They also do make more approved medical devices to clamp catheter tubes, but needle nose pliers, <laughs> more power to you, bro. I think that's cool. Uh, <laughs> um, you guys gotta use what you have. <laughs> that's what you, Speaking of bacteria, maintaining sterility um, and stuff like, and I really like what Rebecca said about like using a self catheter bag, especially out in public and stuff. Cause I don't know, just like maintaining like a sterile field in a public bathroom, having to transfer it to a toilet and stuff like that. Ugh, can only imagine. Um, so super awesome with self catheter kits, but how about having a super pubic is bacteria and infections struggle for you guys? Um, is it mostly just maintaining a sterile place? Like when you're changing the catheter, do you have to keep it sterile regularly? It's the same um, as all, it's the same as all of us here. You know, they're, they're, you're going to get an organ, organ, organism, you know, that's going to get in there no matter what you're doing. If you're cathing, yeah. super pubic, it, it, you know, it, it's bound to happen to get a UTI, uh, maybe drinking too much less water. I know angry quad, um, what do you guys do for UTIs? Uh, little as possible in the sense that, but as much as possible in the sense that I'm just trying to, you know, flush it out, but not necessarily. I used to be the flush it out with as much water as I can, but now I just kind of flush it out with more Pedialyte. Um, so I'm not losing the electrolytes. Um, now I'm on IV look, uh, IV uh, what's it called? IV water. Um, that seems to help with a lot more electrolytes and salt in the water. Um, and I just try to flush it out. I weigh it out for a few more days. I find that that helps. And then I also take a medication that's an antibacteria uh, twice a day that um, Craig Hospital recommended called uh, methamphetamine. I take and, that as well twice a day. Yeah. So that seemed like ever since I got on that, my UT. UTIs, I've been able to manage, you know, 99% of my time uh, without having to have, uh, any hydration. medication. One second. Go ahead, Rebecca. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. hydration packs do really help when you have a bladder infection, and they also keep you from feeling fatigued without energy because sometimes when you get a bladder infection, you just feel overly hot on the inside and it's just your lower extremities. They also feel hot, but it's just like something that you literally cannot actually control. And so when you drink like a hydration pack, it's just like, it's everything you need all in one little pack. And it's just something to keep you hydrated. I also drink cranberry juice to help 
I mean, I don't know if that actually helps too much, but cranberries, they actually do, they cause, I feel like, more of myself to be, it just feels like it flushes me more. And I can drink it with extra water or just put a hydration pack and then a little bit of cranberry juice with my water. And it's like something that I do also. Like you were saying, sorry, go ahead. No, the thing about cranberry too is the demonos. It's actually something that yeah. helps balance the pH of your bladder, and like it doesn't allow the bacteria to like as easily like build colonies or just survive inside your bladder. Um, so cranberry is great, and you can also take demonos like extract. Like they have it in like pill form or powder form. Um, so if like cranberry juice, chug in a big bottle of it, it's hard for you. Um, then there's other ways to get the demonos as well. Just wanted to put that out there. Bobby, take it away. <laughs> I'm just going to highlight Angry Quad's thing. The solution to the pollution is dilution. dilution. And that's drink water. Yeah, just hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. That's honestly uh, one of the biggest things for sure. So, that yeah, that's what I do. I drink, I drink like a fish. Um, and maintain your electrolytes, just like uh, they all said, is super, super good advice. Because uh, keeps you drinking stiff. Yeah, yeah. And um, here's something that we don't talk about enough and amongst ourselves, uh, and it's been working like a charm as well, um, keeping up on my vitamin C. Uh, mm. Every, you know, my, when my, I recently went in for, I was having a, a short stint of, and I think it might have just been a box of bad catheters uh, because unlike you, Rebecca, I got Medicare. It's great with a great secondary of a PPO, not HMO, but I only get two two catheters a month. <laughs> and then I buy my own because uh, I like to have extras. And I got some and I just think they were bad for, for some reason. So I went to my urologist and then he just said, well, let me ask you this, you know, where everybody says they don't take enough. How much vitamin C do you take? And I said, 2,000 a day. And he's like, exactly. Spot on. Thank you. Every day. And I'm like, every day for the last eight months, I haven't, I haven't missed one dose. And he's like, perfect. You should not be, you know, that you're having problems, but you probably, and when he got my uh, results back, there was no UTI. It was just, he's like, I don't know, maybe you have a, a little kidney stone or something like that. I mean, bladder stone. And I must've passed it because all of a sudden everything cleared up. Um, Once I was done with that box and all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I guess it was probably back catheters or something. I don't know. But now I haven't had a problem since. Uh, I've actually had that issue too, Bobby, where I've had like a cup of catheters. that just didn't seem to work right. Like uh, even the ones, like, usually the ones that if I get my specific brand and everything, they always work right. Um, but occasionally they'll send other ones or those ones like look off colored. Like I can tell when like maybe they were an old batch or sitting around. I don't know what it is, but I notice if the color like is off like, to them. Yeah. Maybe and that for, they're stored somewhere. He- and for the SP users, you know, we're, you know, we're keeping ours in anywhere. Sean, you're three weeks. I'm two weeks. And I use something called hydrophilic. So it's got a certain coating, a silver alloy coating on the catheter that my good buddy Ryan Butcher told me about. And um, it's supposed to help keep uh, bacteria from forming on the catheter. So it seems like ever since um, 
Right. Uh, Olivia, right as you, you said it, Bobby, right you guys right, are having right, the thought know, at the same time. You probably time. beat me to it, Olivia. It just came later in the chat. So, um, yeah, silver coating, uh, silver alloy coating um, has been, you know, a little of wonders. The, Ryan just told me about another catheter that's coming out, except they only make it in 16 French and everybody's different with their um, super pubic uh, sizes. Uh, I'm 20, Sean, you're what, 22? I go to 24 now, man. I got a 24 oh, yeah. French. It's big. It's a, you know what they say about the size they use. But um, uh, so as soon as they come out with a bigger size, him and I are hoping to try it. Um, another thing, you know, I said vitamin C. But also taking your vitamin D and your once a day vitamin um, has also just seemed like I love seeing, you know, that good Gatorade color. And that's my vitamin B and that's my vitamin D. And it just seemed like ever since I've, you know, been on this regimen for eight months, I've had hardly any problems except for that, um, uh, that little mishap with, I think, catheters. I actually did have... Um, sorry to interrupt really quick, but yeah, I did I buy a box when I did run out and my insurance in the beginning wasn't providing me with enough because my doctor said only a hundred a month was enough and a hundred catheters a month is not enough. Um, I ran through them. I also was in the beginning of my process of learning how to do catheters as well. So I went through about four failed attempts to get to the fifth bag catheter to actually go inside me correctly. And, um, Unfortunately, I did finally learn, but I did waste a lot of catheters in the beginning. And um, they were just telling me, 100 is enough, you can't get more. So I ended up having to buy some catheters. And um, I ended up buying some catheters that were not good. The gel was completely, uh, like, just gone bad. You can see that it was a completely different color. But at the time, I needed to use them because my shipment of catheters were coming out soon. But... I ended up going to Triumph Foundation and they ended up assisting me and helping me get some water-based catheters. And honestly, I think water-based to me personally, that's what I use all the time. All the catheters like, that I use are all water-based. Like um, the hydrophilic, you mean? Yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't use hydrophilic. Uh, I just <laughs> like use the regular lubrication. Uh, the reason I say that just to point out the two different methods like uh, the reason i do lubrication over hydrophilic is the hydrophilics are too slippery for me like i can't manipulate the catheter like it's like a real slippery noodle and it just like slips right out of my fingers so the it is uh, the it's the ability like gooey it's not yeah. even gooey it's just like a string yeah no like it's just like once the water gets on it they get they just get real slippery um, yeah. This is the catheter that I use, and it just comes pre-lubed. Like there's lubrication that like is at the top, so when you push the catheter out, it just coats it. And again, I just pointed wanted to point out the different the differences um, and what works best. There isn't any one thing that works best. Like whatever works for you is what works mm -hmm. best. Um, so we <laughs> just try to highlight all the different all the different stuff. <clears throat> Um, I wanted to say, welcome back. And why, uh, Nicole, we haven't seen Nicole. Um, you haven't been in a while, so I wanted to say welcome back. And then we just had a new uh, listener here, Paul. Oh, welcome, yeah. Paul. Out. So, uh, we had another Rebecca, too. Um, 
Rebecca Sundling. Shout out. Um, Yeah, they said, uh, I'm not sure if you've been here before, but they said they're really enjoying the show and enjoying the content. So we appreciate you being here. It's my mom. Uh, Shout out to my mom. Oh, that's your mom. Shout out to your mama. We love our mamas. Shout out to Sean's mama, Donna. Shout out to all the mamas out there because uh, (laughs) we uh, love you guys so much for uh, all the love that you guys give us. Uh, that was your mom. Cause she said something. I'm like, I think that might be. It's funny. Cause I recognize the name too. I'm like, is she like commenting like in our own chat? But it makes sense that it's your mom. <laughs> um, shout out though. That's super cool. Um, so we've covered super pubics. Um, we've covered intermittent cathing. Uh, I'm going to go quick uh, because I can certainly drone on and I've talked about this a lot before, but I do want to give a quick rundown of how I catheterize. Uh, I have what's called a Mitrofenov. Um It was a procedure that I got when I was a teenager. Uh, basically, they use um, small intestine tissue to build like port in my abdomen. It's right next to my belly button. It looks like a second belly button. Um, and I catheterize through that. It's like a port directly to my bladder. It's a one-way deal, so um, it's got a little folding tissue that, like, the catheter push past, and um, the reverse pressure from the fluid inside my bladder pushes that fold closed. So I don't really deal with any leaking, maybe a little bit, a drop or two here and there, but not really much at all. Um, it has allowed me to cath independently uh, to maintain my bladder health and manage my bladder um, fully by myself, fully successfully. I've been doing it for like more than 15 years now um, or close. And um, it really changed my life when I got it. I got it when I was a freshman in high school. Um, before that, I needed help catheterizing. I could not do it independently for a whole decade, all through my adolescence growing up with my injury. Um, and man, oh man, did my world change when I could go out with my homies and go to the mall and go into the bathroom and self-cath myself. Uh, It was a very monumental change in my life and it kind of sparked my journey on uh, moving out and like really living, like discovering um, what I was capable of like independence wise. Um, So this is my self catheter kit. Uh, I keep between like three or four of these, five, six, seven, eight, uh, a bunch in my bag sometimes, sometimes not so many. But I always try to keep at least three or four in my bag at all times um, if I'm out or happen to go out and spend the whole day out. Like I cath between like every three to five hours generally. Uh, I do get sensation like it's not typical sensation or at least like what I've talked to able-bodied people when they feel that they got to pee. My body like I do get tingly. Um, That like pulsing sensation that Rebecca described. I don't really I don't get in my feet. Uh, I get in my head and like my neck um, it's just like what you said like almost can like feel my pulse um and that's another sign that i've noticed um so that's kind of how i dictate the regularity in which i cath um i also don't keep a cath in during the night um, sometimes i fall asleep and i make it through the night and i'm okay and i wake up and it's the first thing i always do is i cath very often i have to cath in the middle of the night so like I, for some reason, like to drink a lot. 
right before I go to bed, like I always bring a water bottle with me into bed and I just be <laughs> chugging water at the end of the day, probably because I'm chronically dehydrated and I'm catching up at the end of the day, hoping that it's going to be enough. Um, and I always have to wake up like generally between like two and five and I have to cath. Um, I keep a couple of these in the bed with me um, at all times. So it's really just a matter of sitting up in my bed. I have the dexterity and the ability to just self-cath in the bed. I'll usually cap it and then empty the bag in the morning. Um, so I won't, it's all self-contained and closed. Like I can push the catheter back in, cap it and just like lay it in a way that like, it's not going to spill anything. I've had it fall over and not leak too. Like it seals pretty good and I'll just dispose of it in the morning. So I don't have to get up and get out of bed or anything, um, which is nice. Uh, if I had to get up and transfer to cap and stuff, I might consider like a night bag or like an indwelling thing during the night. Um, but I manage it very effectively. I occasionally get a UTI. I do the drill that Bobby described where I just drink a crap ton. Like I drink like a <laughs> Um, I try to balance with my electrolytes too. Um, someone said earlier, uh, I think it was Goldman. He says, uh, he does like black coffee and water. Uh, I do something similar. I'll do that in the morning where I'll chug a bottle of water before my coffee. And it's like the diuretic will make me cath like crazy, especially if I chug like a 20 ounce bottle of water. But I've also found if I'm trying to avoid the dehydrating effect of, uh, coffee. Um, I'll do Propel, uh, which is like a sports drink that's also like a diuretic for me. I don't know what kind of electrolytes they put in there, but that stuff makes me have to pee. Uh, very <laughs> similarly to like Gatorade and stuff. Um, so I'll do those in combination with bottles of water to just like rehydrate electrolyte wise, but I want to be peeing constantly and I'll just commit to it. I'll just be like, all right, I'm going to be home today. I'm going to cath all day. Uh, like every hour, I'll have to pee. And that's okay. Uh, if I can maintain that for like 24, 48 hours, I can almost always kick my UTI if I'm noticing symptoms. Um, I don't do demonos. If it gets really bad and I'm super uncomfortable and I'm not able to kick it, I'll uh, switch, I'll, like get an antibiotic. Last time I had to do antibiotics was a couple of years ago and the frequency has only been maybe once every few years I've needed to like get on a antibiotic regimen and that's it. Yeah. I actually um, just tested positive for bacteria when I went to my urologist appointment this last uh, week. And so I might be starting antibiotics here, uh, but I don't feel like I have a lot of bad UTI symptoms. So sometimes I'm kind of hesitant to take, um, you know, antibiotics when, uh, like I'm not, cause I don't want to have build up any type of tolerance to that stuff. Uh, I try to do it once to twice a year max. Um, yeah. So the tolerance build up for that medicine is really, really quick, especially yeah. if you constantly have UTIs, it's just insane. And they give you the same one and you're like, it, it's not working. And then in that, once you take that medicine for so long and you still have that UTI, it turns into a kidney infection. That's exactly what happened to me. I got immune to the medicine had a kidney infection and I ended up going to the emergency room and they ended up finding like these little white flakes in my kidneys. Uh, yeah, and they, and I, I, at the time couldn't feel my, well, I can't, still can't feel my back, but I can't feel my kidneys area. So I just felt that they were really hot and I thought it was normal because I was injured at the time, like freshly injured, but it ended up being a kidney infection. So 
I could have solved all that if I just drank a ton of water, but I was too tired. <laughs> uh, it's it's also hard at the beginning, you know, you just don't know. There's no way to know, you know, like I wish like doctors and urologists and all these specialists like took more time to educate us or they're like, you know, the people that work with them took time to educate us on some of this stuff. But the reality is, is that it's kind of learn as you go. And a lot of times learn the hard way, meaning like you're already kind of too far in, you're dealing with the infections and stuff. And you know, now you have the hindsight to like the tips and tricks and things to do, but it's very generally almost everyone has to learn the hard way. Uh, we're trying to spread good tips and tricks and information to help individuals avoid that. Hopefully if you can, uh, you know, um, find this, but even then everybody is different. So that's why yeah. we're also coming at you guys with a lot of different information too. Uh, I know it can maybe be, feel a little scattered and overwhelming. It's just um, there's lots of different tricks in the bag in terms of managing this stuff. And everybody does it a little bit different because everyone's bladder and body is a little bit different. So um, one I think I the hardest part when we come out of rehab is uh, during rehab, our body is changing. And then we're, some people are getting some feeling back. Some people are getting sensation back. And so it's hard to like to know what we're all getting. We've all probably used something different after the first year compared to what we did, you know, like Sean did, you know, took Sean, like how long before you got your SP? Uh, like a year. I tried like using condom catheterization for a period mm -hmm. of time at the beginning. Um, but those just didn't work for me either. My bladder does spasm. It will kick off to pee, but it just wasn't fully emptying and just wasn't great. Uh, they were not staying on very well. I was having a lot of leaking stuff. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get closer to what's up, Bobby. Oh, go ahead. No, and then I was, I'll, gonna, I I was just saying we're getting kind of closer to the end, so I just wanted to see if Rebecca wanted to. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to share, cover, um, or any last minute advice? Because you're kind of you know year and a half, you're new. So anybody that's newer and trying to deal with this, coming out of rehab now, like you have some probably good advice because you're just going through it, and um, so we. One thing I do want to say um, is just make sure that when you're in public, you do wash your hands and you're very sanitary about mm -hmm. using the restroom, like even keeping a small pocket sized hand sanitizer or even gloves on you if you have the space in your bag, just to be more sanitary. Because at times there are restrooms where some are really clean and sometimes some are dirty and you just don't know what you're going to get in a restroom or even if the restrooms are big enough or not, you have to go in your car. Like it's the world's accommodating, but um, we also have to adapt with what is reality at the moment. And we tend to forget that sometimes being patient and realizing that there's times where we will have mistakes of maybe not, inserting the catheter right or not buying the right ones or even getting the right contractor to get you them or even having your doctor not send you enough advocating for yourself and stating that you do need more writing your hours down that you do go to the restroom your accidents like how many bladder infections you get frequently writing all that stuff down having a log of information for yourself even in public times where you need to use the restroom just having a log knowing your schedule is something very, very important. And even saying like, hey, I know this isn't the best time to go to the bathroom, but I gotta go. Like, sometimes you just need to remember that 
it's either having no accident or having an accident. <laughs> but yeah. also there's, um, it's a small little journey that we have to take. And sometimes we're not really taught in the hospital perfectly how to do things, but also you are newly injured and trying to understand what is going on at the moment with your body. And we tend to get impatient and tend to feel very vulnerable when it comes to people being able, able bodies, just being present and teaching you how to do it when you're disabled. It's something that is a little hard, but once you come around communities like Live to Roll or Triumph or any other community that has anybody that you could access that could just speak to you about that stuff, you just get more comfortable and that space of vulnerability where you feel like you're the only person starts to disappear. And just hearing all three of your guys' like different stories, I don't get spasms in my bladder. Um, I don't know what that feels like. And I'm very happy that the condition that I have, I don't have to feel that. And I, it's, I understand that it's a very tough position, um, but you guys look like you guys have mastered it and you guys are still overcoming it. And it's something that I look up to and it makes me more inspired to be more patient with myself and understanding because I am more lucky to have a little bit of bladder sensation, a little bit of bladder control. Like maybe I can't hold it in for too long, but five extra minutes is something good than like having to have an accident and struggle. Like I'm just very happy and learning from you guys is something very awesome. It's amazing to be a part of a community where we're not afraid to speak about what we have going on. We can come together and show and inspire and teach other people confidently that accidents happen. Don't be afraid and always step forward. Are yeah. you sure you've been only, uh, injured a year and a half, Rebecca? I know. Because that's like uh, very wise words of someone that's been injured maybe longer than that. More like 10 to 15, 20, maybe even <laughs> us. So uh, two things I wanted to add. One thing for you, Tom. On your procedure, is it reversible? Which I believe, right? You're muted, Tom. It says you muted yourself. Uh, but I think it is reversible. And I just wanted to do yeah. a quick, uh, that the SP is reversible as well. So if anyone goes down that line, you know that it can be reversible. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I just kind of wanted to throw that out. Um, uh, Olivia asked about uh white distilled vinegars uh no i wouldn't i haven't done that i don't know if it works i'm afraid to put anything but sterile water in my um in my bladder i guess i used uh, to actually flush for a while i used to flush with a mix of sterile water and um uh like it was acidic solution which is essentially like the same ph acidity as vinegar i was told but that, it was actually like bottled from the urologist acidic. Like, so I, I felt more comfortable, but that it helped to break like any sediment buildup um, up. Like they could be building in the catheter or in your bladder. It kind of helps to just like break that up and, and get it out. So um, yeah, I would say vinegar. definitely speak to a urologist before putting in any kind of like distilled vinegar or anything that's non saline yeah. solution make sure to just get like professional medical advice before doing anything like that i irrigate with regular tap water uh, i don't use saline water or anything um 
I've been doing it for years, haven't had an issue, don't have regular UTIs. That's what my first practitioner, uh, who helped educate yeah. me and teach me how to bath and manage it, said, it's cool. It's all good. And that's just what I've been rocking with. I used yeah, to my- irrigate with saline water, like that would come in bottles and stuff. But um, yeah, just use regular tap water, room temperature. And, and I think, Rebecca, you said the key thing. And we don't say this enough. You know, you said something about wash your hands, clean environment, you know, around. That is something important, uh, you know, whenever you're cathing, changing your catheters, um, you know, not only clean with our hands, but clean with your environment, meaning your surroundings. Um, I know, Sean, you still go to the doctor to change yours? My uh, you, Yeah. No, I have, there's a home health nurse that comes to my house. Every okay. time she, the, the nurse comes out, like an RN comes. and does the, Yeah. So like for a few years, I did it myself and then I would have somebody just not a nurse practitioner. I, you know, I had people do it. And I think, you know, along the way I found out like, you know, wait a second, you just cut it with the scissors, pull it out and put it back in. And then flip. I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And I well, just, I don't, not do the, have, I don't do the cut. I, I just drain the balloon with the little syringe thing. Yeah. Now, now I do. I do and now I get everything where I use the, I use everything sterile, sterile gloves with whoever's going to change it, the whole changing kit. So that also changed my life. So um, I know you got to get going, Sean. Uh, uh, you guys started wanna... a few minutes late, though. Can we go to 440? Because uh, I think there's just a couple uh, more notes that I want to touch on. Or at least let me just wrap this up. Um, the other that. beautiful and amazing thing that Rebecca said was this is a journey. Um, meaning there's many ups and downs along the way. There will be times and moments where things feel good and they're working and then things change and you got to deal with the UTI or, you know, what you were doing isn't really working the same way and you got to try to change things up or figure out a different catheter. Like things will happen. Things will change. This is, you know, a lifelong thing. Um, This is something that will change over time and require balance and attention and patience. Um, and also, you know, tracking and writing and maintaining, you know, like what you've done, what works in the past, what might be causing issues and how to troubleshoot and stuff, all that advice. I just cannot like reiterate enough. Um, it's like paramount to maintaining it, uh, maintaining your health, um, not getting frustrated. Don't get down on yourself. Just because you get a UTI doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. You know, it's just it's just part of the journey. It's part of the it's part of it all. So uh, give yourself love. Give yourself credit. Don't get too down on yourself. If things get a little off course, we all get off course. You know, the main important thing is that, you know, you take the steps necessary to get back on track. And, uh, you know, you do that the best you can. And that's all you can do. That was well said, man. Good. Uh final thought there for catheter stuff and and if you guys I also wanted to shout out Juan he says it's his life day tomorrow nine years as a quadriplegic uh says he struggled with a lot of UTIs uh well I hope we could give you some good information today and also shout out to you nine years that's a big one um so we're sending you lots and lots of love um tomorrow today and tomorrow and come hang out with us on the game in if you want and I was gonna (laughs) shout it out at the end with our shows and sponsors but uh, my grandma already said a happy anniversary to Bobby and Ellen. Tomorrow's their 20th anniversary. Ooh, that's um, amazing. No, it's, no, it's, actually, it's today. Today's oh, it is our, today. I thought it was the 24th. Sorry. 
No. One, two, three, oh, four. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say something. Uh, shout out to my wife. Of 20 years, uh, we took that leap and uh, we were going to get married and we eloped on January 23rd of 04 at the at the Senate or uh, John Wayne Airport where we said, let's just go elope in Las Vegas. And we flew to Las Vegas and eloped by and got married by Fat Elvis. So today, um, <laughs> bless my wife and for sticking up with me. That's for sure. Funny. I know somebody else who just eloped too. That's super weird. I wonder who that guy is and what he's up to right now. Uh, <laughs> it's honestly happy anniversary, Bobby. That's beautiful, man. Thank we you. love you and Ellen so much. Um, you are you. Uh, amazing mentor, friend. Um, Ellen is such a beautiful, uh, awesome, inspiring person as well. And so many complimentary ways to you. And uh, we're very, very blessed to have you both in our lives. So that's awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats, Bobby. That is really cool, man. Incredible. It's hard to have met you both. <laughs> you guys are awesome oh, yeah. people. Thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. And yeah, thank you for coming on the show today. We appreciate you coming and sharing your knowledge and everything. And um, you, you did a great job. Lots of really informative stuff for people. Um, if you guys want to follow Rebecca, her Instagram is in the description below. So just click down below. You can get her Instagram, <laughs> follow her, uh, follow any of us. If you guys have any questions or anything like that, uh, feel free to reach out. Let's, you know, we are here as a community wanting to help um, each other and everybody. We got a new subscriber. Shout out Juan. Yeah, and Juan, yeah, dude. thanks. Dude. New subscriber. Juan. Did you see that? Uh, food is yeah. and Juan. Great to see you in the chat, too. And everybody, Level 99. Um, uh, we appreciate you being here. Nicole, Leah, um, Grandma, Fluke, Dominic, Olivia, Goldman. Appreciate all you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, guys. And Juan, Juan, hit us up. I just wanted, because he says he deals with uh, uh, bladder infections once a month. Juan, our our um, Instagram is below too. So hit one of us up. Um, I, I've dealt with them a lot. So hit me up on Instagram if you want to talk more about how, how to get rid of that once a month. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. And then I uh, just wanted to also, we shouted out urology professionals before. But also their sister company, Mobility Professionals, is our sponsor as well. And they are a DME company local to Southern California. So if you're in Southern California area and you need a wheelchair, standing frame, commode, I'm actually in the process of ordering a new commode right now. Um, so uh, hit them up. I'm in the process of getting a standing frame. Oh, you can see, that's cool. Congrats, Rebecca. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah um, that kind of stuff is now covered a lot of times by insurance. So make sure to reach out, try to get, uh, they can help you out with that. Make sure your doctor knows that it's necessary for your health and, um, get those things approved and paid for. So thank you to our sponsors. We appreciate you guys. And thank you to everybody watching. And actually I want to shout out one other, we have a kind of a private sponsor, Glenn, you know who you are. You're, he donates every year. He buys donation cards for or every month. I mean, from our website here. Uh, he's also the person that helped triumph get rugby going in Burbank. So I just want to shout him out oh, uh, every on here and he gives a generous donation every month. So I just want to say, I appreciate that. And I appreciate all you guys in the chat, everybody watching. We love you guys. So thank you very much. And now we got some new banners. Um, where's the game? There we go. We got live to roll game. I mean, live to roll gaming with T fizzle tomorrow, every Wednesday, check it out. That's uh, the new T fizzle banner. I think it looks love pretty it. good. <laughs> That's cool. It does look pretty fly. 
Um, and then colors. we got rolling over the hill um, coming up on Thursday as well with the guys. So we got the rolling over the hill show. They have an awesome guest, Anthony, coming on to join the show as well. Um, should be a fun show talking about just kind of um, staying positive and pushing through. Um, all yeah. kinds. Um, and thanks to Anthony. He was help, uh, helped us get Rebecca on the show. So shout out to Anthony. So shout glad you were Anthony. able to. <laughs> and then we're on every Tuesday, 3.30, live. You, were here, you know it. We, uh, we'll, we'll see you every week. We're solid uh, and always have We have a bunch of good shows planned coming up these next few months. So make sure to subscribe. Don't forget that, about uh, the ladies. We got the ladies uh, show. Ladies as show. Well. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Ready, guys. <laughs> I, don't. I was waiting for that shout out for the ladies. I was like, ladies. <laughs> uh, we always okay. Got a so there we go. Ladies. The third wow. Thursdays of the month, we got I the like, women yeah. on. We got with uh, Brianna, Nikki, Ashley, Maya, and Jessica. Um, and that's now called Wheel Girl Talk. So we kind of have rebranded it as well. That is because we have a second um, women's show as well now. So we'll have them on the third Thursdays, and then we have, there they are, rolling with the golden oldies on the Yay! first Thursdays. So now just more women on the show. So they're coming up in just a couple of weeks. Um, they will be having their first show, and uh, it should be a really good one. Uh, they're all very experienced as far as being in a chair. I think they have, like, between the four of them, over, like, 150 years of experience or something. Golden they oldies. Chairs for a long Dang, time. they had a, like, I, I thought we were, like, badass with almost a century. They're, They're all at least like, 30 oh. years in, in, in the, with disability in the chair. So, I mean, That's it's They're awesome like, women. All, every single one of them are awesome, awesome women. See, they have great stories. Rebecca, you know, if you, you get on the show one more time, maybe, uh, we'll have to add you because all of them have been on the show once or twice, so... You never know, Rebecca. Keep your ears warm, and uh, we might give you a call one day. Keep my ears warm, my heart fuzzy. Keep <laughs> uh, your ears warm and your heart fuzzy. I love that. I'm gonna, I might have to use that. Uh, we cannot <laughs> thank you enough, Rebecca. Um, what I just want to say it again. Um, the few times that I've had the pleasure of meeting you, um, you seem like such an incredible example of someone who's been able to stay positive and, you know, have a lot of drive and focus in terms of like, you know, making your recovery happen and make it good and stay positive and stay motivated. And it's a very beautiful, inspiring thing to see. And we are so thankful and grateful that you came on to share some of your story and some of your journey with us. And we really do look forward to what Bobby said, having you back on to um, share more because it seems like you have you. so much wisdom to offer. Uh, so we really Thank appreciate you. you. I couldn't have done it without, honestly, Live to Roll or Triumph Foundation. You guys have motivated yeah. me to be myself again and to be the rock star that I am. <laughs> you guys gave me my little power back, my little star back. So it's awesome. That's Thank it. you guys. You're awesome. You guys <laughs> Thank that you. I have this light in me that I can share with the world and not be afraid to truly say what is going on with myself that could help experience and expose what other people need to learn as well. Sometimes yeah. we don't all need to go through these hard circumstances when there's people out there who can share their experiences and bring some positivity or some light to what you are not knowledgeable about. And that's what all of us are for. And I appreciate you be, you guys allowing me to be on the show and to share a little bit of what I have and a little bit of what I know, because I'm only what a little baby compared to you guys. So, you know, my injuries, I'm only going to learn more through my injury. And I'm 
only going to be better with all the experiences that I have. And I am really, really happy to be sharing all of them with you guys. Yeah, no, we you. Rebecca, you're going to do great. So keep yeah. up the good work. So yeah. thank you again, Rebecca, and make sure to follow her on Instagram and look out for her coming up uh, on more stuff here. So, <laughs> all right. Thank you guys, everybody for watching. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time. Live to roll.